right, everybody. Welcome to the Pastimes Podcast. Uh, each week we go through an old newspaper from a random date in history picked out by Dave Anthony. I'm Gareth Reynolds, and I've never seen it before, and neither is our guest this week. Billy Wayne Davis. And then this is our second recording, and last time I'll say my line again. Hi, Billy Wayne. Hey. And then I'll say I feel like a relative of yours, and then you say... You might be somewhere down the line. You're like yep. Wisconsin and Scottish. I have notes. Yep. I said was Scottish was my combination. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and Dave, what do you have? You ready? I to just, talk I now? just uh, the second time through, I thought it would have a little bit more fire. You know what I mean? A little bit more pizzazz. Let's do a third. I'm not gonna close out the zoom. That. Let's do I a third. Care? He's right. Um, <laughs> He's right. Dave, before you derail the beginning, why uh-huh. don't we let everyone know that if they want to go see uh, Billy Wayne on tour. Or check out a special, you can go to bwdtour.com, bwdtour.com. That's right. You should, he's very funny. You should go see him do the stand-ups. Um, he's really anti-woke. That's you, right? You're anti-woke. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of... Yeah. You, you use censored, all the, you're censoring all, me as I speak right now. That's yeah. what yeah, you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I like about you. You create the attack dog. Yeah. You know, just to, well, they, yeah. his nickname Very. is, I don't know if you've ever heard, but he's the only guy who has this nickname, but he's the pit bull of comedy. Mm-hmm. Yep. The only yeah. one. And, the only one. And, uh, yeah. I work at, and, uh, and, and they call I work Dave the pit bull of music. Casino in, in Reno, <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Billy, the idea here is we're just going to go through a random ass newspaper. Yeah. Um, we don't know when from. Uh, normally, they're pretty bad shit. I'm going to guess a year, and you're welcome to do the same. I feel like I feel like we'll do early 1900s this mm. one, so I'm going to guess 1903. Oh. I do want to say, full disclosure, I wrote for my town's newspaper in high school. I didn't know that I was, I thought I was writing for my high school paper. And then they were like, hey, we're going to put this in the paper. And I remember thinking, like, what? this isn't, this does not. You're like, I don't know. this is not a good periodical. This is, like, not, this is not a good sign for the town paper. I am They're reporting and, on I'm the gum under the chairs. I'm impressed with the media as I get older. This is. And then now you do the same for CNN. They're still repurposing some of your high school articles on uh, Don Lemon. I was, I was in the communications department, and I had some friends in the broadcast, and they were training to be brought like news anchors. And I was like, "What journalism class do you guys have?" And they're like, "What?" And I was like, "This isn't good. This is not good." They're actors. That's I went to school with a lot of people who were doing that too, and they were like, they were just actors. That was the whole thing. Was like. Did they have good hair? Were they good looking? And could they read a teleprompter? They were reading. Now? Like they look. They were like, what yeah. do you mean journalism? And I was like, I don't. You work for the news. That's what's you're... like. You're saying that you want to do. Okay, yeah. not great. Um. Well, actually, I don't think you're allowed to do this podcast after finding that. Yeah, out. you're an insider. Uh, I. Yeah. I have. I have journalismed. So oh, you have. Uh, well, why don't you guess a year? And we go pretty far back. Yeah. So. I want to say. Oh man, there's so many fun years. There's a what lot about, of years. There's a lot of years. And there's so much good stuff. Most you can good try to stuff pick an exact date in year if you want. Um, nineteen, nineteen eighteen. Oh, he's okay. close. Oh, really? Nineteen twenty-three. Wow, very close. Very hey, close. things were roaring twenties. Everyone's That's in right. a good mood. The whole nothing's world. bad. Nothing ever. Is things wrong. are good. Uh, Nothing to see here, gang. <laughs> Enjoy it forever. We won. There's nothing we happening in we Germany showed, anymore. We got. It's over. <laughs> yeah, Germans are done. They listened. Uh, so it is December sixteenth, nineteen twenty-three. It's a Sunday edition of the Boston Globe. Oh wow! Oh man! A lot of times, this is when they're allowed to be racist. I can't wait. <laughs> There's a couple, There's as opposed couple. to Boston now. Uh, they, there are a lot of times they're like the like the the Sunday B times of Albuquerque. Yeah. So this is like an actual. This is a paper. big paper. I mean, the, usually yeah, okay. the papers are only eight pages, but this one's like a hundred and twenty or something like that. Okay, so this is going to be about a seven hour, deal. seven and a half hours cool at least. Um, Good. I well, that's just it. 
There's a lot of death on the front page. Three killed on grade crossing. Driver ignores warning at Winchenden. <laughs> wow. Well, he's probably trying to read Winchenden. Winchenden. Yeah. He's reading the it's street. Very close to... Listen, I didn't know what that's. I was trying to read that word. It's close to windshield, too, which is probably where... <laughs> Sedan shattered by Boston-bound train. Eight die elsewhere. So just, I guess, eight people died completely separate from this, but they're like, also other people died. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that they're kind of treating them like birthdays up top. They're just like, let's just hit all the deaths real quick. This one was crazy. Some other people died, but this one was like, whoa, you know. This is the top. This is the best kill. So <laughs> Best deaths. Attil Attilo Bassinanto of uh, 192 Glen Allen Street. So they always put the piece, people's adre address in. Where you lived is always part of the story. It's important to know. I um, wish they did that now. That would be really helpful yeah. to yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. They would love oh, that. For sure. For sure. Uh, his, <laughs> yeah, this is before doxing. <laughs> That's right. His young wife, Anita, and his 22-year-old sister, uh, Sieta, who lives at 152 Glen Allen, so she lives right down the street. Jesus, enough with the... Uh, it doesn't matter anymore, though, because she's dead. Yeah, so, uh, I guess that does. They're like, hey, there's a... I'm still going to swing There's out. a room open if you guys need one. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a great way to find a room if yeah, you're lodging. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're all dead as a result of an accident Jesus. at the new Boston grade crossing on the main line of the Fitchburg Division of the Boston and Main Railroad. The sedan in which they were driving was struck by a Boston-bound train and shattered into fragments. Well, that's not, oh. that's oh. really bad. Fragments is not something you want to hear about no. a car. Mm. And a group so. of humans. That's not. No. Yeah. No. It's car and people pieces. It's... In spite of warnings, Balasanto, who was driving the car, forged ahead, passing another machine. Oh, this is something that I realized. At this time, they keep calling cars machines. Right. It's oh, a very sure. common. Well, then, no, well, it's not. That's fair. Yeah. Um, which had stopped to await the passing train and landed on the railroad tracks just in time to be crushed by the locomotive. It's It's got a really kind of like, gosh, it really worked out, spin to the fact that it was torn into fragments by the train like <laughs> just in time they got there just in time to explode right on time well there is a tone of like listen this is what they like jumped ahead of somebody and listen what it got them just yeah there's a tone of that in the article where i think it's like hey someone was already been like cool it it's train shaming yeah it is train shaming both Balasanto and his wife were killed instantly while the sister was injured so badly that she died on her way to the hospital. The five-month-old baby of the Balasantos, oh, no. which was no. also in the car, escaped injury. What? What? Magic baby. Physically. This is fucking Physically, Superman. This no is No emotional toil in that. <laughs> no. Totally That's no emotional injury to that. Wow. So the baby just kind of popped out. Yeah. I mean, okay, we'll take it. It's nice. It's like we were, I mean, it was very dark. It's still pretty dark, but it's nice to hear that one yep. human grew up with a completely traumatic childhood after this. Or or the five months old, they could have just given him to someone else and they never told the kid. I uh, think that's, that's the move. That. That's how you do it's it. A, I would, you treat it like a bouquet at a wedding. Bingo. It's like whoever caught it, they just read like, all right, okay, see you later. <laughs> I'm the next daddy. Uh, Watson. Your name's Tony now, kid. <laughs> Watson held for Harding threat. Biddleford okay. me man faces United States court. I, I can't even. You're gonna lose. Oh, that must Every be Maine. Every time it says oh, you, you versus United States court, that means oh, I'm good. At, let's say. Oh, I'm playing the Harlem Globetrotters. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is Portland, Maine. James uh, Watson of Bidford was held in uh, $1,000 for his appearance later when arraigned before Judge Hale today on charge. Arraigned before Judge Hale? Arraigned. I know, but it still sort of sounds a bit forecasty to me. Let's have some fun, guys. <laughs> Let's all it up here. Not, you will not be. Oh. You are not my counsel. I'm gonna once I get once I approach the bench. I'm gonna hit him with the old. Hey, 
Yeah, I can't believe we're arraigning this guy while I'm in front of some hail. <laughs> What's the five day? And uh, content? my lawyer's charm got me more time. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. This guy, I guess he's heard a lot of the rain hail stuff before. <laughs> they were going to let me go, and my lawyer kept talking. I know. Yeah, yeah. Judge Hale really snowed us. Oh, let me approach one more time. No. Yeah, I got this. Um, he was arraigned today on a charge of mailing a letter threatening the person of the late President Warren G. Harding. Hold on. Whoa. He, he threatened. You can't threaten a dead president. He threatened a dead president. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> I didn't know you couldn't. Hold on, I didn't know you couldn't do that. I've done that. A yeah, bunch. I'm. I've done that a bunch, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, maybe the threat was to reanimate. Uh, Taft knows what he did. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that, that dead son of a bitch. He knows what he did. I'm going to re-kill Taft. A federal indictment was returned Thursday. Watson, who was secretary of a labor union when employees of the Saco Lowell Company struck, is alleged to have written a letter to Fred Banfield, the company's agent, containing the sentence, You are worse than President Harding. He restored slavery and should be shot. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm on this guy's side. Yeah, I'm on side. the threatening guy's side. He's the labor yeah. guy. He's clearly... Well, of course you are, Dave. That's a no-brainer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one, no one was like, I wonder who yeah. Dave's on. Yeah, before the letter was even read. Hey, guys, like, yeah, I'm with this guy. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Why is he got a I mean, but that's... Yeah. <laughs> Already. <laughs> Uh, we're still page one's got a lot on. I don't. Um, th that's immediately what I thought was like that's some corporate fucking shenanigans. Immediately was like he threatened that dead president. We gotta let him. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, he thought he he threatened the boss with it as, as the dead president. Huh? Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Seems fine, I think. Isn't that fine? I think it's okay to kill dead presidents. Like, I'm is looking that the one the thing manual. The handbook doesn't yeah. say anything but he, about but he, Harding. He contextualizes it. He contextualizes it very well. He's like, you're worse than Harding, who brought back slavery. And people, I mean, yeah. I feel like. Did he do good. that? No, but he's just, he's saying okay, from a labor, was, labor perspective, I, from the labor perspective, so, he's saying he was fucking over workers. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. He's been metaphor. Now it's a okay. very, now it's a white guy. Pull, it's not as good as it was for me. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a white guy being like, I'm a slave, dude. You made us slaves. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, buddy, just, not. You're not. Come on. You signed up for it. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, headline pours cologne on policeman. You son of a bitch. <coughs> Take that. How good you smell now, huh? Woman also bruises his lip with tumbler. Husband calls officers. Okay. From 10 last evening until 1245 this morning, patrolman Claude Crossman of the Somerville Police Force walked his beat, nursing a sore lip and reeking <laughs> with the smell of cologne. Wow. That's Everyone, not how you want to your cologne described. Well, you're like a, you're like a hot cop. You know? It sounds it, like a cologne boarding. Oh, do you, that reeks. What is that? That's my cologne. Uh, I'm, I'm a cop on the night on the beat with the hot smell. That's for sexual desires. That's what <laughs> reeks. Hey, have you heard of fuck cop? Well, that's who I am. <laughs> oh, you mean a fireman? What are you talking about? <laughs> a fuck cop. <laughs> A.K.A. A fireman. A fireman. Oh, you mean a fireman. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so everyone who passed him sniffed. Some asked if the force... Everyone, I mean, overstating. Come on. Mind if I have a rip? <laughs> <laughs> Got a good stink to you, sir. Oh, man. Bring back journalism. Come on. This is good. Everyone that walked past him was like, God damn it. Everyone who walked past him had a sniff. God. You smell uh, bad. Gosh. Some asked if the force had taken to perfume. Others, oh. smelling the alcohol in the cologne, made even more impolite remarks such as, have you been on a raid? Oh, right, because it's prohibition. So, oh, right, yeah. right. Again and again, Officer Crossman opened his box, called Sergeant Lynch at police headquarters, and begged to be excused uh, a few minutes so that he could change his uniform. But Sergeant Lynch was definite in his refusals. What a crazy, I mean, okay, 
So the guy gets doused with cologne. Yeah. Yeah. People walking by are like, were you on a raid? Oh, smells like you've been covered in trees. And he's like, this is just too much. <laughs> Sir, can I please come and change my clothes? And he's like, no. <laughs> Stay on the beat. Yeah. It's too important. He's so like, important. listen, no one respects me right now. The beat doesn't matter. Okay? <laughs> if anything happens, I'm not going to be able to stop anything because I smell terrible. And he's like, and the other guy's like, no, I understand what's happening. I totally no, understand. No, it's Axe body spray. This is bad. Uh, okay, that makes more sense. It's a violent axe. It all began when the sergeant received a call about 10 p.m. from Stephen Lynch at 52 Pritchard Street, who said that his 74-pound wife, what the fuck? What a weird detail in every Everything's way. Everything's awesome. Everything she, used to be so awesome. Is she is she eight, year, is she eight years old? She's seventy four yeah. pounds. But can you yeah, imagine, honestly, if any publication led with a woman's weight, <laughs> and and for it to be a star, I mean, that's like she what is she's got helium bones. Even if it was three pounds, everyone would be like, "What the fuck? What is going yeah. on?" <laughs> 74 pounds. Hey, I was all for making fun of the stinky cop, but let's... Hey, no. I agree. There are there are lines. There are lines. And he kept her in her pocket. And he was like, this is... Yeah. This is... I found her on a ship. This is just... This is just half of her. I'll put the other half on when you arrive. <laughs> so his 74-pound wife had threatened suicide. 74 74- is what had threatened suicide had oh, okay. had swallowed a so white powder and had broken vases crockery and furniture so she's that's fucking 74 pound tornado yeah, that's, is what that well, is. that's what happens when you let tinkerbell out of that cage it just flies around everywhere and and, and, and just methamphetamines or whatever it was just yeah. fucking eating white powder i think it's just coca-cola back then will do that because it had uh, cocaine right. in it so i that's think true. she just probably had coca-cola that's fair. So, uh, Patrolman Crossman, Sergeant Charles Sherry, and Patrolman AF Sherry, so clearly father and son what? or brothers, yeah, uh, went yeah. to the house where they found uh, Stephen Lynch holding his wife on the bed, but she worked free as the officers entered. Announcing that she intended suicide, she swallowed some more of the white powder, threw a tumbler at Patrolman Crossman, bruising his lip, and poured a bottle of clone over him. <laughs> Boy, I, I, lo- I mean, cop trauma, I mean, that's just, like, for that to be police trauma, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, now it would be like, they you would be, like, uh, seriously assaulted, Where and I'm not defending police in any way, but the idea that he got a tumbler thrown at his lip at Cologne, and he's like, I'm never going to forget this day on the force. <laughs> it doesn't get darker than this. And the other guy's like, dude, this is nothing. I can't believe it. This is five years. I'm two days away from retirement, the, and this happens to me. Well, he probably had to explain it. It's from the guy in the box, like when he was like, "Listen, I went and there's this like tiny lady going fucking nuts, and then she threw a thing at me and it hurt, and then she poured some smell stuff and that <laughs> smell stuff. And that uh, so now everyone's every, and now a everyone. That's supposed to respect me because of my uniform is not doing that. And the guy, and the guy at the station's like, "Yeah, so there's a guy Uh bleeding right now with a knife in his head." God, I'd love to switch places with that guy. (laughs) Here I am covered in cologne. It just sounds like if it's like Boston. That's like one time my car got broken into in Oakland, and I called the the police, and they were like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So, so I mean, maybe someone you, might come in three hours. That's you, you what thought the we were safe light or something. It was. I think that's the same. It was probably that relative, the Oakland lady. Right. Who was like, no, we're right. not coming. It's <laughs> it's a window. Yeah, they broke your window. That's cool. It's over. The crime occurred. Get out of there. And you're right. like, oh yeah, okay. All right. So the three officers were finally able to subdue the woman and take her to headquarters. As she attempted to jump from her husband's car a short time ago, Sergeant Lynch ordered her to psychopathic hospital for ob- psychopathic hospital for observation. Uh-huh. Sure. Investigation proved that the powder she had swallowed was face powder. What? 
I mean, this woman is really. I this. I, look, we have our hero. <laughs> it's face powder. She's pounding face powder, tossing tumblers. Yeah. She weighs half of what a, a woman weighs. Also, I feel like if you're going to the psychopathic hospital, they've already made a diagnosis. Yeah. It's not. It's. It's not like they're like we're gonna see what you got. Like take her to the psychopath hospital. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Back when, yeah, back when they used to be like, she needs attention from a doctor instead of like, put her in, um, throw away the key. Here's a very small item which seems really uh, amazing. Street sprinklers lay dust at Banger, Maine. The city mm. street sprinklers were ordered out today to relieve the dusty conditions of the paved sections of the city. There is no ice. In the river, which is usually frozen up, and navigation closed by this date. Hmm. Totally different vibe from the uh, previous story, which was full of flavor. This one... This one is just sprinklers were put on because (laughs) the river didn't freeze? That's right. Okay. It's getting dusty uh, because it ain't cold. So that's what we got going on up here. Oh, Lee, by the way, watch out for that 74-pound woman if she finds out there's street dust. Nom, 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 nom. Oh, we sent her your way. And it seems like they're dipping into the main uh, yeah. stories a little bit up top. I mean, if, if you have a 100-page paper, I know where you can make some cuts. Well, make it the Boston Globe. Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, since it is New England, they're trying to corner the whole market, get all the news. Sure, sure. It's the whole world of New England. They probably just called somebody in Maine. They're like, hey, what's going on? They're like, man... We had to turn the sprinklers on because you won't believe this. You got dusty. <laughs> it's just dusty. Out Usually, here. it's cold here. Hey there, people listening to the dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I listen. I have a new podcast called "We're Here to Help" that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy. The Gareth Army to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there uh here's here's some of the racism you were looking for uh oh good film group driven out of chinatown oh chinatown is tired of being held up to the world as a place of evil especially in motion pictures today the residents took matters into their own hands and when a party of actors and cameramen attempted to film a scene of one of the principal streets they were met with a shower of lamps old furniture and the ingredients of chop suey okay okay all right that's I, not I love... that'll yeah we've all i think by the same thought which is like, <laughs> the three stooges not the, going through the same doorway go ahead Billy. that's not the best way to to be like hey we're nice you're like, also eat this fucking sofa, and you're like, I, yeah. I'm getting. We are sick you're saying one thing, being, and then you're doing another as you're doing. You know, they keep portraying violence in Chinatown, and I'm fucking sick of it. And I'm not Get against throwing sofas at actors. I'm not. That is, no. I'm. Thank you. That is. There needs to be more of that if we're being honest. This Anytime they're like, here's method. what I think. You throw furniture at. Them. Yeah. yeah. 
But I love that the paper. There's no way they threw they threw lamps, furniture, and also ingredients to chop suey. I'm gonna go ahead and say that that's just a little bit of a racist spin on this. Uh, I mean, mm. I don't know. It's Boston. They were this <laughs> journalism. That's good journalism. They. I hope a cop didn't get hit by any of that. Because good oh. lord, imagine. Thomas Megan, motion picture actor, costumed as a sailor, led his supporters in a dash for automobiles and safer places uptown. Police assigned to protect the actors visited the houses from which the missiles were hurled, but not a Chinese but not a Chinaman was ruffled enough to admit oh. he knew what had been going on. This so is- a cop went up there to do a ruffle assessment on Chinese people. Yeah. Uh, There's not enough wrinkles. Uh, There's no suspects. A Chinatown merchant tonight pointed out that virtually every motion picture showing scenes of Chinatown portrayed the section as being made up of dives and disreputable places with murder and shooting matches rife. Such an impression, he declared, was false and acted against all the law-abiding persons who live there. When they saw another picture being filmed of their home neighborhood, the residents simply lost patience. I, I yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to be. I'll, I'm going to go on the side of Chinatown. Yeah, just based on just how history works. Yeah. Oh, Why? for sure. I, Why? On... What's happening? <laughs> well, uh, Billy, it's um, it's the uh, how do I put this? Uh, whites did no wrong back then, unlike now. I'm confused. I know. It's a lot. Yeah. uh, You should listen to our other podcast, The Dollop. We cover a lot. Yeah. I know you you hate it, but you should listen. Check it out. I like it. Give it a shot. We're finally moving on to page two. Page two, Highwaymen, Blackjack, and Chloroform Victim. Hell yeah. It sounds like like you're in, we're in Nashville, around around (laughs) this time. This is good. Maybe Bakersfield. This is a good time. Using gloves saturated, saturated with chloroform and a blackjack oh to overcome Joseph Stumpf, highwayman last night robbed him of jewelry worth 1500 Whoa. That's the whole story. He got chloroformed Wait. and beat. What, what, what is a blackjack? I don't think motherfucker was up to any good. Right? Like, you can't. They, oh. too many people to... That's a plan. They knew what you were doing. You oh, shouldn't yeah. have been doing what you were doing. That's that, that's an inside job, right? That's a uh, someone that's, knew something. Glory, oh, I got chloroform. Look, oh, you got fifteen hundred dollars. Boom, bam, boom. That's opportunity. No, it's chloroform not. Everyone gloves. is up to bad. And then that dude was like, he went and told on him because he's an idiot. <laughs> well, and chloroform gloves. Why was that? How, I've always just seen chloroform rags, gloves. That's why you're Way not better. doing. That's why you're not doing the the gigs. That's why you don't get hired to do. Yeah, no, bad I don't. I've, I've 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 not been to the. Church. I'm not doing chloroform <laughs> gloves because there's no way I'm not like achoo and then just I'm out. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it yeah. is dry today. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My gloves smell fucking weird. Not again. You're like you don't go home for six months. Sorry, hon. I just. Uh, a lot of brain damage from sniffing McClory gloves. God, how long was I out? It felt like oh, it was a long time. Uh oh. Oh my god. Oh, just waking up from it. Oh, man. Oh, these gloves fucking stink. Oh, no, I just... Oh. Uh, <laughs> what are these... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God, what are these... Go- <laughs> For years. I'm 65. Does it... These look... Uh, uh, <laughs> Someone stop it. I can't. It's the last thing funny. I remember doing I was can't. sniffing these gloves. Oh. <laughs> he keeps doing it. It's too funny. I can't think. Uh, here's a nice one. Poisons, 25 years married. <laughs> that is. Wait, what? That's, Mr. The most, that's the most honest one we've heard so far. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Angus Poison. <laughs> okay. Celebrated the their 20th people. anniversary of their marriage. The Poisons. Wow. That's I can't get my thing. livestock business to take off, honey. I don't know why. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> the poisons. Angus poison livestock. Like, uh, no. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> I mean, we sell sweet poisoned eggs. We sell poisoned fruit. Angus poison cows. You like that? Nobody wants poison berries. That, that actually might work. That's the only one that could work. Someone take my poison, son. We don't have enough. 
Oh my god. Take the poison boy. Angus. Angus. Um Angus. That's a good name. I got nothing with this. That's a great Angus name. Poison. Uh North Attleboro Attleboro Church rolled Okay, wait, I'm just gonna read the story. <laughs> the honor roll of St. Mary's Roman Catholic Church erected on the church grounds in connection with a drive for a new parochial school was painted with three large K's in red letters during the night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Why? Why those letters? Better have been Red Sox related. (laughs) Officers are investigating. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure they are. Yeah, I'm sure the officers are investigating while they're washing their hands of red paint. I was going to say, who did this and didn't call us? Uh, we did it, sir. Oh, right. I mean, shh, we're pretending to investigate. Oh, sorry. So I can never tell which one we are sometimes. <laughs> God damn. I'm glad we're Shocking. like over all that. That's cool. Oh, well, boy, this Boston. one. This one is okay. I remember I was in Boston on 9 11, and uh, I had no connection to it. But I mean, the stuff I was seeing was like. Oh my God! They've just been waiting for the date. <laughs> like there was like the the immediate like get them get the a rat. I was like fuck. I can't believe that. Not Boston. Yeah. And quick side note: I tried to go to the gym on nine eleven, and uh, they were closed. That's and weird. I was like, Why? <laughs> He's that guy. Yeah. Glass cage may enclose leper murderer at trial. Leper murderer? I rung my hands off. (laughs) Surgeon General Hugh Cumming of the United States Public Health Service, in a letter today to Dr. Oscar Dowling, uh, state health officer, offered to provide a glass cage in which to incarcerate George uh, Balrapair, inmate of the National Leprosarium at Carville, Louisiana. While he is while he is being tried in criminal court here for murder, so yeah, so they would take lepers and lepers separate to them. The leprosarium, yeah, sure. Just the name is you're essentially okay. you get leprosy, then you're just locked up, like you're put on an right. island or and then in if a leper. They want to transport you. They put you in a Hannibal Lecter case. Well, yeah. So I just he murdered. wish that we could come like now that we could just go into a courtroom and just be like, oh, hold up. Could I put him in a glass cage? Uh, the defendant pleads leper. <laughs> I just, I mean, y'all could send him away to whatever, but I would, I won't let him loose. I just got a glass cage and I want to, listen, I got, I got fish and they're boring as shit. And I got. We're pitching a human aquarium for the man. Like that, I would go to more court. You know, like, man, I hope a rich dude shows up and wants to glass somebody. Like that. Yeah. Way. I'm going to glass him. And we joke, but, like, that's a couple years away, probably. Yeah. No. Man. Or it's three months. <laughs> or it's happening. An electrical device for communicating with the accused while undergoing examination was discussed <clears throat> by officials today. What is that? Yeah, I want to be. Is that the, the same officials? story? Who are the officials? So they're gonna like, they're gonna like Morse the leper. I, it sounds like they, so they didn't want to obviously interview him in person. So they must have. Wow. Right. That's the only way I can think. I'm serious, man. Leper would be like leprosy would be a fantastic defense. It seems. Yeah. Like. Um, no, it wouldn't because you'd have. I think so. No, I want you'd have to go get leprosy. <laughs> no, no, no I just, that's, true. I just, that's where you go, dude. You can't just be no, like, no. I just, I'd bite like my finger. God, off you like, are See? not gonna. You're the worst attorney of all time. He's like, Listen, hey, we're I, gonna plead le- leprosy. Like, I've approached go Judge Hale leprechaun. with the arraign bit pretty well. I think that went smooth. It's pretty cool. Now we're gonna stuff falls off. It's cool. Let me just, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut your hand off at the wrist, and then when we get up there, let it drop, and I'm going to get you in a glass case, and you can live in my yard with some panthers. <laughs> Wait, I'm in. I'm totally All right. in. Well, yeah, you you uh, sold me on the last part. Yeah, yeah I I was right. not so with you, and then the, the final thing, yeah. I was like, can I be a criminal? The Panthers are actually just two guys who are murderers who I got off on a Panther defense. I'm still in. It's still, it's, okay, this. great, great, great. Okay, so a radio outfit for communicating with the prisoner was mentioned as a possibility. The accused is said to have confessed slaying his wife... 
because she reported him to health authorities after he escaped from the leprosarium. So... So he came home and she was like, get the, what the fuck, fuck out of here. What the fuck? You're a fucking leper, bro. And then he killed her. Honey. Honey. Oh, shit. Oh, then he killed her. Yeah, then he killed her. And now he's on trial. That'll teach her. Yeah, I mean, I mean, close, God, shut your mouth. I mean, I don't understand. That's an overreaction. <laughs> uh, that's, you just got to pretend you're happy to see him. Yeah. Right? Oh, good. Oh, good. You still have leprosy? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, there's several wrong plays there. Um, I do oh. believe, like, just being like, hey, you've got lip. Oh, you're also a murderer. Son of a bitch. I'm learning a lot about you today. How, how, how like, how folly offy were your pieces as a leper? How folly. And that's a medical term. Offy? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's actually a term, but okay. Well, I'm sure it's offensive. I mean, how, it's an offensive term. I, I'm trying to be helpful. <laughs> Perhaps you don't know how what the it, word means. Well, no, I know what it means, but like how? No, helpful. The word helpful. I don't think you know what that word means. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be understand. I'm trying to learn about okay? the people with leprosy. What are three symptoms of leprosy? Okay, so fall off yeah, th- No, you're. It wasn't a lot of falling off. Hardens. No, it doesn't. It's not even the top five things that happen. What's, What's the top one? three? Yeah. Um, discolored patches of skin, usually flat, that may be numb and look faded, lighter than that skin. Growths, nodules around the skin, thick, stiff, or dry skin. Painful ul- ulcers or soles of the feet. But this is just aging. Painless swelling or lumps on the face or the earlobe. So you were just kind of bumpy. <laughs> what is the most noticeable symptom of leprosy? The first noticeable sign of leprosy is often pale or pink colored patches of skin that may be sensitive to temperature. I mean, it sounds like being English. <laughs> this sounds like being English at the beach. It is an island. They keep you guys on that island. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. How does leprosy start? With the fallsy offsies. I-, I feel vindicated. Oh, okay. I'm part. sure none of this will make the episode. <laughs> I've it completely might. You don't it. know that. Okay. Um, everything lovely till he saw a divorced wife. Banger Maine. Charles H. Agaloop today was about town filled with holiday cheer and some good scotch. This is so Hell yeah. The sprinklers are on, motherfuckers. This is a good day. <laughs> I mean, this is so, like... I mean, this is just too much of the inside. I mean, you're just giving the attitude of the person yeah. like you're them. Yeah. This is written no, first person. No, this is objective. I, he was having a fantastic day, just being cheerful as all heck. And then he saw that divorced woman. How dare she? He was at peace with the world until he came. Fi- he was a no, jolly man. It does he not was whistling say a tune. He was at peace with the world. He was at peace with the world. Ooh. He didn't. He, all he wanted to do was help. My God, the man was whistling. The man was having himself a whistle, and in between whistles a chortle, and when he heaved in a guffaw. <laughs> he was at peace with the world until he came face to face with his divorced wife. After a quarrel, it is alleged Charles grabbed her around the neck, slapped okay. her face, and was this, mussing this is, up this her. Is not. No. When a bystander came to rescue the woman and was pounding the pavement with Charles' head when a policeman arrested Galoop for being drunk and for assault. Okay, let's bring up that he's drunk real <laughs> early in the fucking article. Well, they said he was filled with some good scotch, like he was just uh, a happy... Oh, yeah, right off the okay. bat. Holiday cheer and good <laughs> scotch. Like, <laughs> the two things he's filled with. I, I like mean, that he was, like, at peace with the world and then was like, hey, uh, you may, everything is all right. You know what? I'm going to murder her. I'm going to murder her. <laughs> yeah. You, that's not how it works. You don't, you, good cheer is code for drunk. So, I mean, you're right. That is such a, like, a hammered thing to be like, God damn, nothing can go wrong, right? I'm going to kill that lady right now. I'm a king <laughs> of the world. I'm as happy as I can be. I think I need to murder the woman I married once. <laughs> We're not together anymore, but she should go away forever. You're like, and then another doing? guy came over and bashed his head into the concrete. Uh, yeah, so then the guy came I and like saved her, and that guy Let's was like, "Let's get the bystander's yeah. name." If the bystander is smashing head into the concrete, I think he deserves. We some don't name. get his name. He just gets bystander. That's his name, I, bystander. It's great. 
You would think that they would arrest him in some capacity or there would be some no. suit filed, but nope. No, no, he was taking care of business. Like, he was doing the right thing. That's our Little hero. Little TCB. Little TCB. And they, they didn't say his address, his weight, That's or right. his name. It's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. Nope. How much cherry was full yeah. of? <laughs> I do like that. Listen, this dude's just hammered, drunk, feeling good, and makes a corner and sees a woman he used to be married to. What are you going to do? Let me do? tell you. Let me tell you a little story about a happy-go-lucky guy who just wanted some AM scotch. A, a hero who just wanted to fill himself with a little bit of warmth, well, I'll, liquid warmth. I'll tell you, you think he got day drunk knowing he'd run into her? I don't think Absolutely so. Absolutely not. I, I'll tell you what happened. I was having a day whistle, and then I, I saw my whistle. ex-wife, and I was like, oh, wait, you broke perfect. my whistle. And yeah, then, how dare she? like, I had to do... And she was, just to be clear, she was just standing there, correct? In, in the road, like, oh, I was, belong here, and I was... Now, did she say, I belong here, or was she just she standing there? She said it with her eyes, just like she did yeah, every goddamn day of our okay, marriage. I'm run with your angle. Your angle seems pretty airtight. So, there you were, jolly as can be, happy... Wh- a whistle, you know, you- whistling... You were whistling. Yeah, you've said that five or six times. So you were whistling. I've already got that written down. You were whistling. You had a little morning scotch. Do you remember how much scotch you had all, in the morning? Uh, all of it. Okay. So you had a bottle of... Okay, so you just... Here you are. Feel good cheer having a bottle of scotch full, as a person. I was full of world peace. And then you were full of world <laughs> peace. I'm not sure if I'm going to put that in. That seems a little off message. It's but, true. And then you just see it her standing he there. Peaceful. Okay, well, if the bystander says so. I mean, listen, I've, I've got the two heroes of the story here. At some point, someone should interview that, um, what was it, woman. But either that's, way, you oh, guys are just... Oh, nope, that's it. She's, she's a woman, away. so she's in the wrong. Cause she's, I had to right. bash his Absolutely. head in, but we're friends now. I love the way you guys... He, I like a, him. He, he took care of business. Guys, yeah. You guys are great. Yeah, that woman great ran team. away. She didn't like either of us, but... Well, we have our villain. I saved I mean, the her, woman's and the she villain. Was like, Both of you are bad, and I was like, "You're She's probably right." Unbelievable. She's right. This is this is going to be friends. like page seven, by the way. My name is Bystander, William by, Bystander. By, I call him By Stander. Okay, great. I'm a bunch of great. I'm a bunch of we won. Great stuff. You two. <laughs> We're going to put this in the heroes part. Special dispatch from the Globe from Nashua, New Hampshire. John Ashade, who was going to testify to buying liquor of Jules Gagnon of 134 Ash Street with money okay. furnished. Uh, well, I'm sorry, 134 Ash Ash. Ash would be better. With money furnished him by the police. So he's a narc, right? He's, oh, man. Fuck him. Yeah, he's bad. He's a bad guy. The, the, the Pentagon speak there is pretty great. So furnished with money at the trial of uh, Gagnon today. uh, Had the police of Lawrence, Massachusetts, telephone a story of being kidnapped. So the guy who this is not not written well. So the guy who is the narc Uh is at the trial of the guy he narked on. And he is saying that he he called the police in Lawrence saying he was kidnapped or someone is saying that he did that at one point the narc did yeah the narc at one point said he was kidnapped (sighs) he was arrested last night at lawrence he said he had been hit on the head with a club in the city thrown into an auto by two men carried to lawrence and dumped out in the street there Hmm. that's an interesting Hmm. way to handle it he's full of shit Interesting. Yeah. He told the Lawrence police it was because of his working for the Nashua police <laughs> and that one of the cases in which he was interested was coming up in court today in Nashua. So he got okay. kidnapped so, the night before he was supposed to testify in the trial. Mm-hmm. Gagnon, who is a restaurant proprietor, was discharged. So they let him go. Ash... Uh, Ashade himself had been fined in court within a short time for illegal possession of liquor. So the so the narc had been fined for having liquor. Uh-huh. They let the guy who he bought the liquor from go, 
Okay. The Nashua police state that once before, Ashade has told a similar story. A few days ago, he stated he was kidnapped uh-huh. and left by the roadside. Oh, oh okay. In, I'm sorry. In you don't. Nope. It happens. <laughs> no. It happens. All, I keep. <laughs> all night in the rain. Nope. It's nope. Crazy. I'm sorry. It is. One per week, no, I'm afraid. I, no. Uh-uh. Again, that's four you this week. Don't know my lifestyle. You don't understand my lifestyle. Oh, so four separate kidnappings? <laughs> it's. Hard. To do I what just I feel do. like. What do you do? You get kidnapped more than anyone. So I, I, I never see it coming. Honestly, it's they're really. <laughs> you should. At the, I mean, four in a row. The last one I thought was a joke. I'll be honest. I thought these guys are fun. Why? They know what's been That's... happening, and then I... they're doing a bit, and I get it. And then they were they were more serious than the they, yes. Now, do well, they I mean, do they keep making you drink? Is that what they do? It, what do you mean make? Like they're charming. Like, okay. Like it's like, and then it's, it's, some of them are mean, but like still charming. Like cold, you know, or like you feel like you're being rude if you don't drink. You know, that's like a uh-huh. um, that kind of. I just I I would if I were you I would make some lifestyle changes because I'm going to tell yep. you this. Uh, there, I we're just not can't gonna... get kidnapped the fifth time. It's just well, that's no what we're way. saying. That's that. That's exactly what I was about to say. We are not responding to a fifth kidnapping. But and, so, and I also want to say this has all happened in two weeks. I'm saying that's yeah. what I'm saying too. Like, and if well, just it, but it feels again like be alert, you guys. Be alert. <laughs> okay, we, well, I've never been kidnapped. Never, I've not been once. Drunk and yeah, I've gotten drunk for sure. Yeah, never. You know, just. But the last oh, two weeks, no, it's not. It's not. Have you been no, drinking no, no, it is not, out the last two weeks? Yes, yes, I've been drunk three or four times in the last two weeks, and nobody is. I, it is uncommon to be kidnapped once. I, so I'm just going to put this out there. It, it's it's almost as if you're getting drunk and passing out in like nope. fields and, and roads, saying and and then saying that you get kidnapped. Is, yeah, no, you guys, it is. It's traumatic. What's happening? <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it's, it would. Do you remember when I was that shepherd and, and, and you guys got mad because I was like, it was boring. It's boring because they don't move. And then when I would yell, hey, there's a wolf, you guys would come. Remember that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That was, yeah, that happened five or six times. Yeah. You, you said the wolf thing. And then the wolf showed up and then you guys, and I was like, when the member and I was like, "Be alert!" Yeah, but the wolf never Be showed alert. up. And then no, the ne- and we've no, been alert. And then the next time I yelled "wolf" and a wolf showed up, but you guys didn't come because you're like, what? "Well, no, but we stopped." <laughs> no, look, uh, look. Okay, we're not gonna re. No, look, we're not gonna relive the wolf one. Okay, because but that's what I'm saying. It, like, be alert. No, no, I'm no. Probably gonna get kidnapping in. Like I, well, thing. then don't. Don't go out is what I would say. I would advise you to not go anywhere. I'm not gonna if st- you have the attitude like you're going to get kidnapped again, that's not do not go out. Why did I get an apartment downtown if I'm not going to go out? <laughs> that's okay. not a question for the that's police not, in any way. No. That is absolutely not a question <laughs> for us. Sorry, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's not a question for the police. Ah, oh, damn it. You got me. Okay. <laughs> it's good. He's good. Oh, so I bet the police the... do get nonsense repeated like that. Where oh, yeah. Oh, just yeah. Just get out of here. Just. I saw a clip uh, on the intranet, and it was this woman who called the cops because this other woman said she would sell her crack that she didn't oh, sell her. And then when the cops came up to her and said to the woman, did you sell her crack? The woman was like, no, she is crazy. She comes over here and she insists that I said I could get her crack and I could not get her crack. And they go, what do you do? And she said, I'm a prostitute. <laughs> well, that's totally different. Yeah. That's victimless. That was a quote. I understand sex workers, the preferred term. All right. Okay, well, that's an amazing. That's our. Uh, oh, my God. What am I? Yeah. What did I just find? I just. No. This is. No. This is. <laughs> This what? is see. This is a good podcast because people are like, "Man, we live in crazy times." Like, no, we just live in times. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it's just it's all relative. Uh, okay. 
It's like, yeah, it was. I mean, this then was the crazy <laughs> multiple kidnaps. One of my favorite dollops is because I have a, a like a, a bit about the driverless cars is like the one about when cars got me. We just kept it's, killing. It's we just insane. Kept, we just kept doing it and yeah. like, running over guys, people. No one thinks about any transition ever. Yeah. No, that is a very like that one is such, like one where you're like, oh, yeah. That probably was a really hard adjustment. Just because we're still not great at it. That's part of the... No. That's... It's... Yeah. Sorry. No. Speaking of which... It's good. <laughs> BWDtour.com. Uh, Thank you. I was trying to remember. I don't even fucking remember. I'm fucking... Okay. Speaking of which, so this is just a section called... There's this is a big article. It is called When... If and why boys should fight. Wow. That they will fight, we all know, but does it help or hurt them? Mayor Curley. What a Boston angle. <laughs> they will fight. Mayor Curley says it's good for them. So does Pace and Yeah, Smith. that's right. <laughs> Mayor Curley. Mayor Curley. And others disagree. And then there's a section that says three ways of looking at it. And the three ways are every kid ought to be a fighter. Wow, really crazy first one. The middle ground, and then should not be permitted to fight. So the middle ground is what? Fight sometimes. Yeah. That's, yeah, the, I the middle ground. I think that's being alive is what that yeah, is. That one's, that we've got the right one. It's, the middle ground is the fighting of children does not count one way or another. It is part of life <laughs> of every child and has no more bearing upon his character, disposition, or future than playing tag marbles <laughs> Or I think the science, the science will agree with that one. Like science like will follow kids that the, are raised uh, to brawl. You know, <laughs> nothing bad happens. No, no. I remember when I broke my jaw playing marbles. It's you know, it's like they're like pit bulls. If you raise them to be sweet, they're sweet, and if you raise them to kill, you know, that's right. Killed. That's you could write for this. I write for good housekeeping. Is yeah. that's my main game. <laughs> Via high school. Okay, more of the middle ground. The lives okay. of great men all remind us that some of them were perfect sissies and others ought to have been Jesus. sentenced to the parental home during their youth. Pick up any biography or autobiography and prove it to yourself. Oh, my God. What is it? That's your job. You're the paper. The, the, free, the, the cavalier <laughs> use of sissies as making a point. Oh. Uh, I like that the paper's challenging the reader to a fight a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, the, just the actual paper's like, if you're such a man, why don't you fucking do something about it? It's just, why don't you come down to Boston Globe headquarters and see what's up? Some his paper. He's just, huh? Honey, yeah. what are you doing? I'm kicking the paper's ass. He called me a pussy. You see that article today that's just titled, What Are You a Bitch? <laughs> paper beat the shit out of me earlier. I fought the paper. I get, um, paper's right. I am a bitch. <laughs> Devin fought the paper earlier. He, he got knocked out. He was very jolly when he did it. He had a belly full of cheer. So under uh, every kid ought to be a fighter, fighting is part of the process which makes real men out of real boys. It develops in the boy's sense of self-reliance and of self-confidence, his biggest asset in the business. The fighting this, child is the successful man. <laughs> this tracks with Boston culture very strongly. When I would see, like, the fighting you would see in the streets of Boston, it would I would be like, my God, it's just, I, they're apes. I'm going to take it. I wish we had more, more organized boy fights across the... Yeah, just just real boys, not not fake boys. We need real boys fighting to make real you men. Yeah. Boy. Here's the thing, though. Back then, the people using this language were actual people that would punch you in the goddamn mouth and then yeah. take a punch. Now, the people saying stuff like that wouldn't be caught fucking dead around anyone that I, would actually punch I them. I think. I think Ben Shapiro is a very big fighter. He will that scrap. Is, I forget about him because of 
Because he's just, yeah, he's pound absolutely. for pound. I would, I would, I will absolutely throw down. That is not a, a question. I absolutely am ready to curb, uh, stomp anyone in the streets. That is not something that I will uh, uh, fight or uh, even prognosticate. Even someone of his weight class that knew what they were doing would beat the ever-living fuck out of him. Okay, I Billy, off of your boy fights idea, I will now, I want to come up with Ben fights, and it's just where little boys fight Ben Shapiro. Okay, yeah. I just, I actually have some, probably, we all probably have some kin. We're like, I have some nephews that could probably handle him. Yeah. 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 Uh, so then there's just a bunch of different little sections in this, like, uh, they all do it, part of their education. Oh, Mayor Curley approves. Mayor Curley Feels that the most important lesson a child learns through fighting is to be self-reliant. A quality in men which he rates above all others. I can't vote for a mayor until I know where he stands on boy fighting. Meyer, where do you... Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Without that quality, it would have been impossible for the pilgrims to survive the rigors of a New England winter and to develop a portion of the American continent. I mean, honestly, they okay. So let's just be clear that we are now drawing a direct line from children fighting to genocide. No, no, no. Just a hard boat ride. Just a hard boat ride. I think when they talk about, it sounds like they're talking about taking over land as part of what what the pilgrims. No, I was trying. the okay. and district. You know why? It's because when I was little, I'd fight a man. When I was little, I would fight men. And now, no other reason is when I see stuff, I try to kill it. Why should your boy fight pilgrims? <laughs> Next. <laughs> a district attorney approves. Sure, I think well, every boy ought to be able to take care of himself, said district attorney O'Brien. I have a boy of my own, oh, and I Brian. want him to be able to do so. There are times when it is a very helpful thing to know how to handle oneself, and I believe that all children well, ought to know how. The reason why it's important to know how to handle yourself is because there are papers preaching that all <laughs> boys should be fighting. It's self-fulfilling. <laughs> also, I mean, there's just a bunch of powerful men going around punching kids. So Yeah. So I think that that's... Fight me, boy. That's, that goes what back you, to seven? that, like, there's three types. One, the fighting type, one, the not fighting type, and then the middle type, which is, like... A sometimes you know, fighting. Like a, like a human that is, like... A human... A, a, a boy who's evaluating situations. The middle it one is, is like, I'll bite, the, I'll bite his ear off! <laughs> Should boys bite. Yeah, uh, the but middle they, one is like all three of us just being like, all right, man, you get too close, I will kick you in the nutsack and then punch your fucking lights out. That's what we'll do. Yes. So they uh, they they do give the, the counter argument some time here. And they talk to Massachusetts Boxing Commissioner Buckley, Gene Buckley. Uh, he is not in favor of boys' fights in any form. What do I think of children fighting? I think it is bad, very bad. A display of wow. temper in little boys in the streets is always harmful. It is not following the principle of law and order. It is a violation of law and disastrous to boys. So the guy who's so the boxing... So your mayor should be the boxing coach, and your boxing coach should be the mayor. That's <laughs> so fucking crazy. I mean, <laughs> your mayor's Mickey. How shocked were they when the boxing coach was like, "Fucking no!" I mean, they're like, "Whoa!" Like a softball, sir. Whoa! You realize we're gonna print this. This is your business. He's like, "Yeah, not kids doing it." Jesus. Oh Oh my God! Peyton Smith, Commissioner of Education, supports all opinions in favor of children fighting. He believes that the fighting instinct should be guided and trained rather than suppressed. Dave, you should do a dollop on this. This, this is, is like insane. the level of boy support. This is insane. Fighting. I mean, well, it does. It just. It it is like though. It 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 does show like that like that level <laughs> of insane masculinity that is like you're defined by the uh, level of your aggression. It also yeah. explains like Marty Mark or Mark Wahlberg like yes didn't. Like he got in trouble for like beating the the, the shit. He yeah. blinded. He blinded a, a 
you know, an immigrant worker who, you know, legal immigrant but here. everyone in Boston's like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, cool. I mean, it's, you know, it's Marky Mark, and then there was, was a guy on the street. He was, he was just listening to Mayor Curley. He was a guy. kid. That's what kids do. That is kind of what I've always said. It's like, that's how growing up in Boston is. And now you read stuff, and you're like, oh. Yeah, that it actually is like that. It's, that it wasn't just the Funky Bunch's bad influence. It was societal. Um, so let's wrap up with the uh, the words of, of Jeremiah Burke, superintendent of the Boston Public Schools. S- same, same, same story. Yeah. Jeez, no, this this story, this is like almost the full page. I could read this for the whole hour. It just goes on and on. This is what uh, the superintendent of Boston Public Schools says. I refuse to discuss it. Wow! <laughs> Finally, someone who makes sense outside of the boxing coach. I mean, what a terrible fuck. I, yeah, I mean, it just creates, it does. I mean, that just creates like a terrible, it's terrible advice. It's terrible, it's terrible advice. It's in the advice. paper. Well, you know, honey, it's saying here that the boys should actually be fighting each other. <laughs> so that's important, it seems. I mean, my, gra- my grandma, she grew up like in a holler. And they, you know, my grandpa and they came out and they, but she would make me and my cousins like wrestle and stuff. And my yeah, mom, you. my mom would come in and she, I just remember her just being like, just reaming my dad about it. Just being like, she making them fight each other, blah, blah. And you know, yeah. we're just like kids just being like, what? No, man. Cousin Michael was like, right. But like, well, I don't know. The paper says they're supposed to. It was like that was she thought it was funny, and she's from you know nothing in the holler, so it was right. like. That's <clears throat> what you do. Was but, what you're supposed to do. Yeah, well, everyone's kind of, and her sense of humor is mean as hell. It's funny once I realized that, but it's just mean. It's just tricking people, being like, "You thought I was gonna do that, and I did something else." You're like, "That's just lying. You're just lying." Well, how about how about shitting on the violence of Chinatown? Meanwhile, you're encouraging all the men who are young to fucking beat the shit out of each other. But let's go to Chinatown and poke some fun. Uh, so last one. Okay, wife leaves him free for twenty five dollars cash. There was Wait, a, what is it? Wife leaves him free for twenty five dollars ca- cash. There is a quick action today in East Cambridge Court on a non-support case, the type that ordinarily consumes much time. A wife complained that her husband did not support her and in the next breath said that if he gave her $25, she'd give him a clean bill of health, go to New York, and forget all about him. Oh, my Lord. Hubby was not overlooking any bets, and in a flash, he peeled 25 from his roll. <laughs> And the cash was accepted. The crowd. I know a deal when I hear one. <laughs> uh, and the sickety sickety sold. <laughs> the crowd smiled. Here's thirty. It's been a real trip. <laughs> Don't change your mind. Yeah. <laughs> the crowd smiled. The couple smiled, and the, the court crowd. smiled as the wife made a snappy exit ostensibly obs- for Broadway. Wow. Uh, no bluffs. Nobody was bluffing. Wilford. Witted of Six Rockwell Street, Cambridge, was the husband. So he got his address in. Uh, that's good because he's free. I he's mean, ladies, that makes yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he's, a, he's available. And by the way, if you want to break it off, it's pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. it really makes my parents' divorce seem so <laughs> excessive and unnecessary. Yeah, I was just thinking about mine. I was like, that's just could have been so. I didn't simple. know that would be like. That's you could just walk into courtrooms and just whisper and be like, see if they'll take a hundred dollars to leave. Uh, for a hundred dollars <laughs> we could close this deal right now. It's a relocation fee. Where'd you get this idea? Ah, so I read an old paper. It's fine. I read, uh, it's fine. Also, uh, with can I see your kid's fist? Inflation, yeah. We're gonna have the boys fight. Big That's who we that decide. Boy. I take the winning boy, you take the losing boy to New York with you. Just that's part of the deal too. Just looking at big fisted children. That's a big fist on that kid. <laughs> take him to Boston, make him mayor. He's got hammer hands. <laughs> See if he can rap and act. Well that was um, uh, that well, was the Boston Globe, uh nineteen twenty three. Well, it's uh, it's it says a. L- I mean, look, 
it, we're talking about men mm-hmm. um, approaching their div- divorced wives and then other men bashing their heads into concrete mm-hmm. when they're drunk, fake kidnappings, mm-hmm. leopard glass cases, mm-hmm. boy fights, mm-hmm. and the simplest um, divorce I've ever heard of. That's right. <laughs> Simply a straight-up auction. For 25, I'll fuck off. Here, yes, my <laughs> hey, love. Hey, there's 30. Hey, there you go, my lady. Good luck with everything. Good to meet you. That is. Um, Billy Wayne Davis, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. BWDTour.com. Um, and Dave Anthony at um, spitandmouth.org. And uh, GarethReynolds.com. Uh, yes. Thank you, Billy. Anytime, Dusty. I'm here for this. This is awesome. Yeah, okay. you're awesome. Come back. Thank you. Join us. Some of these Love you. Days, Bye. You'll miss me, honey.